do irrevocable and revocable trusts equally protect the property? I love this question. And the answer is no, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so revocable and irrevocable trusts. There's a lot of different trusts out there. If you've, if you've ever heard me talk about this before, I uh, can have the tendency to go into detail that, that you may or may not be interested in, in uh, hearing how excited I get about this topic. But there's a lot of trusts out there. And that's why I'm mean, going back to the importance of having an attorney that does this kind of thing for a living. Because the word trust is about as broad as the word car. You know, if you're looking for a, for, for a minivan and someone tries to sell you a Lamborghini, it's, I mean, sure, it's nice, but it doesn't work for, for your needs. So a revocable trust is one in which you as the grantor, the person that, that set up the trust, has the power to revoke it. And so think about my, my analogy earlier of the sliding scale between access and protection. In a revocable trust, regardless of what it, you know, what it says how the property should be held. If it's revocable by you, then that means that you have the power to one day say, all right, I don't want this trust anymore. I revoke it and I take everything out and give it to myself. So if we think about that sliding scale, that's 100% access, 0% protection. I guess one, I think one of the reasons I like this question so much is because there are very few answers in law where I can give you a straight answer without any sort of, oh, it depends, or let's talk about these gray areas. One thing I can, I can confidently say is that if a trust is revocable, it gives you no protection from long-term care whatsoever. Now, that's not to say that, you know, if you have one or you've done it in the past, it's a waste of money. They serve other purposes, and I use them sometimes for estate planning purposes, things like that. But if we're talking specifically long-term care protection, um, they do nothing. So in order to protect your assets, it needs to be irrevocable, meaning you do not have the power to just say, oh, I'm bored with this trust. I'm going to just get rid of it and take everything. Because again, if you have full access, you have no protection. So anytime we're talking long-term care, we're talking irrevocable. Because again, that's some access that you're giving up, which means that your protection is going to go up with it. Um, so very good question. I'm glad if that was on your mind, I'm glad you asked that question because I feel strongly about this if you can't tell as we're on uh, trust land and um who holds the the key to unlocking the trust i mean how did and so yeah how does that work yep so with the trust um there's always different roles so i mentioned one of them the grantor that's you you know if it's your trust the grantor is the person that sets up and funds the trust then you've got beneficiaries, of course, they're the ones that can receive assets from the trust. And every trust has a trustee or, uh, you know, multiple trustees. If, if you're married, it might be you and your, you and your spouse. Um, the trustee is the person who's in charge of managing assets that are in the trust. Um, because, of course, the trust is an entity separate from you. So if you put property into a trust, you don't own it anymore which is great if you're looking to protect it, because again, you know, for protection purposes, if you need long-term care, they're looking at what you own. So an irrevocable trust is not you. The trustee is managing it. So the trustee has the power to make investment decisions, move money from, from investment to investment, maintain real estate. They have to pay the bills for real estate. And yeah, somebody's got to, right? And, and the trustee can make limited distributions. Now, all trusts, are customizable. 
which again goes back to the theme of make sure you have somebody that, that really knows this stuff because there's a lot, a lot of moving parts here. And one thing that our office does is we have a role called the trust protector. Again, adding another role. So I went grantor, beneficiaries, trustee manages everything that's in the trust. Then we add a trust protector, which cannot be you because the sole purpose of this, of this trust protector is that they're able to distribute things out of the trust that you don't have access to. And so that's, that's why Tammy mentioned earlier, if you wanted to give gifts to the children or something like that, and you have a trust set up, the trust protector could pull money out of the trust and give it to your children. So that way you're not making additional gifts that would be eligible for the five-year look back period. And you can make gifts as, as, as you want. Um, so the best way to think about that trust protector is think of, you know, with the house, with, with the trust, you've built a house. The trustees in there makes things tidy, decorates as they as they wish. You know, they manage the inside of the house. But there's a back door to the to the house that you don't have the key to because again, if you can go in there and get anything you want out, nursing home can make you. The trust protector is the person that you're going to give that key. Now you get to choose who this person is, so that's the power that you have. And you have the power if they misbehave to uh, fire them and choose, you know, you can choose who has the key. It just can't be you because again, access versus protection. If you can get in there, nothing. Um, but your children, on the other hand, your nursing home cannot make your children do anything. So you give them the key, you trust them to protect the trust, trust protector. I, I, there, there are a few things that are straightforward. That happens to be one of them. So that's, the proverbial key to the trust. You don't have direct access to anything that's protected. So you can't just say, oh, I've got $30,000 in this trust. I'm going to go on a big vacation, reach in there and grab it. Because again, you can do that. Nursing home can do that. But the, the, the $30,000 that's sitting in there, it's not completely gone. It's not like you completely gave it away as if you you know wrote a check to somebody because the trust protector can, can access it. And having that flexibility, again, goes back to the theme of we want to protect what we can while having plan Bs. Because, you know, if I, anyone who tells you that they're going to have a perfect plan that they're guaranteed is going to work, they're lying to you. And they're probably trying to sell something that you probably don't want to buy. So you need to have that plan B and that, those options because you never know what life's going to throw at you. You know, me and Tammy can make a great plan A and we can say, all right, here's the plan. All right, now all you have to do is not go into a nursing home for five years. Well, what happens if you have a car accident in two years? I didn't plan for that. I can't plan for that. And so that's why this a good plan is going to have um, plan Bs and, and probably plan Cs built in as well. But to, to Kyle's question, an irrevocable trust, even though it's kind of out of your hands, you do have some flexibility in choosing who would have the power to access things that you can't. 